Welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. I am so happy that you're here. And if it's, if it's your first time joining, my name is Chantel Simone. I am a mindologist. And welcome to season three of the show. I am very excited to have you here today because today we have a very, very, very special show and a very special series. So if it's the first time, definitely uh, welcome. The show stands for three key things, purpose, my mastery, and truth. If, it, if, it's your, if you're reoccurring, welcome back to the show. And please take the moment now to share, to like, to comment, to stay involved with us here today because your comments do matter and it's a privilege to have you here with us. I am very excited to be able to introduce season three of the show. Now, this season is all about you. This season is about your voice. This season is about all with all the given things that are happening in the times of coronavirus, the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as really reintegrating into society and, and, and opening businesses. There's so much to talk about. So today, to, to be able to help me introduce today's topic, I want to introduce to you my co-host, Mr. Lester Bailey. So, great afternoon. Lester, Great afternoon. How are you? I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this day. Absolutely. It's been it's a fantastic day. Well, Lester, you have we've been working together for a while now and always love your perspective, always love your insight. So I'm very excited to be able to have this conversation today because today we're going to go in on a topic that's could be quite sensitive to some. So why don't you just share a little bit about the topic and then we'll introduce a very special guest speaker for today. Well, again, great afternoon, everyone. We're glad you're here. We want to be giving a perspective on God and what does God mean to you? And that's going to be one of the perspectives. It's going to be a fun show because we know we're touching on a touchy subject, but guess what? It's worth your while. Absolutely, it is. And we're very excited. So to jo joining us today to be able to unpack this conversation and this amazing topic of God, I have a, a dear friend, a powerful, powerful woman of God, as well as a minister. And she is here to really, she's all about our growth experience. And as we grow and we start to learn more and lean in and prosper, there is more things that we're going to be awakened to. So please help us introduce our very special guest for today to join us in this powerful topic, Ms. Dr. Lockhart. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. It's exciting to be here to talk about God and the things that's going on, things that's affecting us in this day and this time. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm so happy that you're here with us because there was a lot of people that I'm going to get right into as we roll up our sleeves. Um, there's a lot of people that have, you know, there's so much to say when the topic God or the topic Jesus or anything else in that nature comes about. There's a topic about religion. There's about relationship. So I'm really excited to unpack that with the two of you today. Before we jump into that, Dr. Lockhart, can you just share three key things about you uh, that you stand for and a little bit about your background. Ooh, three, th three things that I stand for. 
Well, I stand for God, number one. <laughs> like that is actually what I stand on, not only stand for, but that's how I'm able to stand. Definitely in these trying times and just making it through day-to-day life, um, having that foundation most definitely comes in handy. Um, integrity, I think it's so important for us to have integrity um, all the way around in every area of our life. Um, not just what we say, because people more so are watching what we do. So definitely we want what we say and what we do to align, which helps us to um, keep that integrity. Um, and I'm about growing. I'm all about growing. I'm all about identifying um, stagnant places in my life and in the lives of others and helping to just eradicate those so that we can all reach our full potential. Mm. Absolutely. I love it. You said some of our keywords right there. <laughs> I hear Lester in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's a great segue into our topic. So speaking of growing, what has been, just to give us a perspective of where you come from, what has been your growth experience with the creator, with God? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, wow. My growth experience. Well, um, I didn't initially, initially grow up necessarily having a relationship with God. Um, although I did, you know, in and out, my mom would have me visit some relatives who were very in tune with God. And so I got to start there by high school. Um, my older brother actually introduced me to a church he was going to. And that's where I had my own personal real encounters with God. Um, since then, I've been through many, you know, different trials and tribulations, I guess we could say life experiences from, um, you know, sexual abuse to emotional abuse to divorces to all kinds of things that we all kind of go through in life and sometimes share, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get healed from them, sometimes we don't. But I know that God has been my rock and what has empowered me to be able to grow past the pain, the disappointment and the hurts that I have experienced in my life. So powerful. There's a lot of us, you know, that need to learn how to grow past the pain. There's some people literally walking in their pain that happened 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, yeah. you know, when they were a child. So the ability to release that is something that, you know, we talk about quite often in our practice and people that are aligned with us um, and, you know, the whole mind transformation. But, you know, when you have God, it's a whole nother story. So this is Matthew. Now, Matthew is behind the scenes. He's actually helping us with some of the technology information. And he is, uh, you know, he just is a student that just graduated. So very big congratulations to Matthew. And thank you so much for all the technology that you're doing and helping us behind the scenes on the show. Oh, you guys are very welcome. It's uh, very fun to be on the show. And um, also, God is the number one savior of our entire life and continue to walk over us and everything else is the best possibility for, for everybody around him. That, that's his child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We so appreciate you. We align with that conversation. And, uh, and if you need anything, we got you. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Okay. Now, Lester, can you tell us a little bit about um, a little bit about your perspective and what's your relationship and journey with God? Oh my goodness. I, I started out like most of us as a child. 
I got a chance, you know, to go to church with my mother and my father, and then, of course, with my grandparents. And on that journey, I got to listening to the word and starting to feel the word. You know, we always look about what our spirit is, and we want to see what does that spirit look like? Somebody says, who is God? What does God look like? And I didn't understand what that meant until I felt him. And then it was like, God is everything. That goes with the saying that I am. And I've started to understand what I am meant. So it's that spiritual feeling. It's that spiritual thing that just comes around you. It's your, it's your doors. It's your closets. It's your face. It's everything. And the more and more that I got to know God, the, you know, the more full I became. And I can start to understanding and start listening to the voice. It was just one of those moments in my life that just kind of took me over because I joined inside of a church when I was actually 11 years old. And there was a song being sung by a young lady at the time. And it was, if God is dead. And then they started explaining the different things. And as more and more as I heard that song, I'm like, no, he's so alive. He's so alive in everything that we do. So I got kept captured in that spirit. And I never let it go. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. And I love how you said the experience with God, because really we hear a lot. I mean, everybody, whether you're watching live, I just want to thank you guys. Acknowledge you. Thank you, Dean, for watching. Hello. Um, hello, Mr. Bailey. Hello, Dr. PPP. Thank you guys for watching. And it, whether you're joining us live or you're catching us on the replay or on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, you know, we all have heard at least the word God before. And what's more is if we actually have a relationship with that through an experience. So it becomes less of this intangible thing that we don't know and more of an experience that we had from within that nobody can take away. So my quick disclaimer in, in, in growing up with, with God is that, you know, I've been I was in church all my life. Uh, you know, my, my mother took us to the church every every week, every weekend, every Sunday. And um, I, it was almost as if I was observing rather than participating. And going back to what Lester said, it's, it wasn't until I had an experience until I started to lean in more and got to see God manifest in my life. Did I go deeper with him? So let's talk about, for those who are watching right now, let's say that you heard about God, but you maybe been in the church, you've had experience with God, but there's things like the, the different lives that are being taken away, especially during these times. There's things like, you know, maybe children passing that's close to you that you question God, or a loved one passing where you question God, that person was so good. There can't be a God if, if you would let an innocent person die like that. I've had, a, I've had recently, but within the past year, I had a girlfriend that just passed away. And, and so I understand, and she was such a beautiful, great person. So I understand how some people may question. So Dr. Lockhart, can you tell us a little bit about what would you say to somebody who's had an experience, maybe they went to church and saw people stealing tithes, or they saw the pastor doing things that are saying things that they shouldn't. And they were, you know, there's this thing called church hurt, right? <laughs> so something happened in somebody's life that made them question God and turn their back to them. What would you say to somebody like that? Um, the first thing that I would say is, what I had to understand and come to grips with, because I kind of was at that place my own self, you know, going through some of the things I experienced in my life. Um, I literally was to the point that 
I literally tried to commit suicide. So, you know, I was thinking like, there's no God or God, where are you? And, and that was after years of me kind of being connected to church, but not really having the experience that Lester talked about with God. <laughs> See, I was I was all in church seven days a week. It was a whole group of us. We were going. We were, I was a freshman, sophomore year, faithful. But I was faithful to church. I wasn't faithful to God. I had a relationship with church, but I didn't have a relationship with God. So I would say, first of all, um, I think that's where a big disconnect is a lot of times is maybe us not understanding that we have to develop a relationship with God. And guess what? It's by choice. Hmm. Not forced, you mean? <laughs> Because let's be real, I love that you said that because a lot of people, whether it be your parents or authorities or society, some are actually forced in. It's like we've heard the saying, you know, your, your, your Bible beating Christian or something like that. Some are actually forced into the relationship with God. I love how you said that. It's a choice. How did you choose powerfully to build Looks that? Like Looks like she's frozen. Oh, I just thought she had an amazing, <laughs> amazing. There you go. Like it's a choice. Pause. It's, <laughs> yeah, it it's awesome. a choice. It's a choice, and so we human nature. You know, we always want to. Um, we have to blame, and we may say we don't, but we have to blame. We have to. If someone has to be right, and someone has to be wrong. That's just how our brain works. And mm -hmm. so if something happens that we feel like is not godly, our version of godly, then automatically we incline toward blaming and resenting God. That's right. It's just, it's, just, it's just human nature. And so I think for me personally, what I would say to someone else is realize that we live in a world with a God who loves all of us, a God who gives everyone a free will and a free choice, a God who does not dictate to us. And so therefore we're going to see bad. We're going to see wicked. We're going to see horrible things. Even if we stop and think, self-analyze, even us, even we have done some horrible and wicked things that we thought we would never, ever, ever do. And guess what? Yet we say that we love God. That's right. So that's where grace and mercy come in. Grace Very true. Very, very true. You know, um, when we talk about that, let's let's move to the experience because we could sit here and share so many great things about who God is and and what you want, what you would want to know and all these great things. But again, the encounter is where the power lies. So if we can share stories of what God has done in our lives then we can, one, know that God is real. And number two, we, we're going to start to move to talking about what role God plays right now, given the fact that there's people dying on the streets, people dying from corona. Where is God during these times? Mm. As a matter of fact, so we're going to actually start there and then we'll jump to the experience. So Lester, from your perspective, where is God during these times? And if he's so good, 
to all his children and loves us all, why are people's lives being taken? You know, that's a two-part question. And I, I kind of love that as you asked. First of all, we're living under his will. And no matter what happens, we live under his will. There was a poem that came out once and it talked about footprints. And everybody looks for God and all of a sudden you're looking to believe you're all by yourself. And you're like, God, where was I during all of this time? And all of a sudden he says, I was carrying you throughout all of this. God gives us such a choice to have life. People love to look at the things that are not happening for them in their lives. He said, how many lives you know, do we have to go through, Father, before we get here? And they don't look at the lives that were spared. Because society says, look at every life that wasn't spared versus how many thousands and thousands and millions of lives that were spared. You know, what was the choice? What were you doing throughout all of your life that made you that person that he says, I really want you for another assignment or I want you for to remain here in this assignment? And God just gives us this experience because we can see and appreciate our own lives. Because when it's us laying on that table and we make it through, we stop doubting God because we know that he's there. That's the experience that we have. But we see those that are around us that's passed away. We get this feeling of hurt. You know, you, you get this feeling of non-gratitude because you don't understand why, why did it have to be someone I love? But all the time, he's always been there. You're muted. And I love that. Thank you. How do you handle that? When somebody, when it's somebody that's passed away, whether it's from COVID or maybe you are a member of the Floyd family and you're down on your knees and you look up and you say, God, I've been faithful. I've been praying. Or if there's a God up there, why did you let that happen? Why did you let my, my father go? Why did you let my, my, my friend pass? How do we handle that conversation? Dr. Lockhart, do you have a perspective? That's a, that's a really tough, it's a very tough place to be. And I mean, throughout our lives, all of us will probably, if we have not already experienced something that like that and say, you know, God, why? And I think a part of it is um, us just trusting that God knows what's best, even when it doesn't look like what's best. You know, I mean, if we look at, you know, what's going on now, it, it looks like a big mess, you know, and a tragedy happened to get us to where we are. So the tragedy, yes, it was negative. It was a horrible thing that happened that has happened many times. However, for whatever reason, this time it got a whole bunch of attention and a whole bunch of people unified and got all of us on one accord. So now you see, I'm going into what Lester said, you know, because what happened now, what's happening is people are starting to change their perspective. And though on one end is negative, but then look at some of the fruit that's coming out of it. So it, it is challenging and it's tough, but then we have to go back and say, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? How are you trying to grow me? What, what assignment perhaps have you get out of this tragedy and many other tragedies? People are understanding purpose now and getting their assignments. Yes. They're, they're hearing the voice of God. They might not heard them before. People who weren't praying before, guess what? They're praying now with COVID. 
They're praying now with the Black Lives Matter. People are praying who never prayed before. I love it. I love it. Let's go right there because that is so key. There's, it's almost as if there are some people that when nothing else is working, they get like, it could be on the hospital bed. You could be in a hospital and the, you know, you're fighting for your life and all of a sudden you say, okay, fine. God, if there's a God up there, right? So when things get really tough and we don't know what to do, that's when some people do turn towards God and they do pray and they do open up. So what would you say for somebody who is in a state right now and they are looking at the state of the nation and they're asking themselves, God, are you there? God, hello. Is my prayer, can you even hear me? What words of encouragement can both of you share to be able to help that person through and let them know that the presence of God is always with us? Go ahead, Leslie. <laughs> you know, my favorite saying goes, is believing. If this is your first time ever talking to God, you have to be actually able to go in and start believing. This is the hardest thing. People don't understand. God is belief. You, you're getting on your knees for the first time in your life, and all of a sudden, you wanted your whole life to change in just a second. But you, you, you're there praying, but do you actually believe that God exists? You know, some people will call him the infinite intelligence, or they'll give him a different name. God is the same no matter what name that you give him. But you have to have, as you say, prayers plus, plus works. Do you really believe him? Are you starting on that trend to believe God? Or are you still believing in yourself? It starts with belief. And that's where I really want to say it. That's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's that's big. And I know that I've had my 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 situations with believing in what I can do in my own strength and letting go and letting God. So I totally relate with that 100 percent. Dr. Lockhart, what's your perspective? Um. I would go along with what Lester said. And, and with the belief, I would say if you are struggling to believe, because a lot of people are, I would say stop for a second and reevaluate your life. Reevaluate all the things in your life that you felt like were happenstances, that were luck, <laughs> that were all these other things. And, and just take a moment and evaluate situations and circumstances that you have been in that you yourself could not have plucked yourself out of. And then you will hopefully realize that there has to not only be a God, but it has to be a God who has been looking out for you, who loves you, who hears you, who has been holding you up. Lester talked about the footprints in the sand, who has been carrying you the whole time. So even if you're struggling with that belief, just look at your past. Look at where you were. Look at where you are now. And use that as fuel to, to step out more, to talk to him more, to believe him more, to fellowship with him more, to learn more about his word and align yourself so that you will mm -hmm. be in a position to not only receive more of his blessings, but when you receive them, to use them with wisdom, use them appropriately. Mm -hmm. I love that. We often say walk in wisdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, it's 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 it. Wisdom is such a, a key 
uh, word to my to my heart because uh, we're we're in the information age right now. There's a lot of information. If you want to know God, Google him. Right. There's a lot. They're going to I Googled it before the show. And and there are so many definitions of God and the Trinity and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And we're going to move into Jesus next. Um, But first, I want to show a a picture and I want to really unpack it a little bit. Um, And so so there's a lot of information out there about God and you can read. And as a matter of fact, a lot of ministers and pastors, they're they're technically scholars more than, you know, some of them are just out there and they can regurgitate the Bible. They can regurgitate, you know, the good words um, if they don't have the power of God working through them that can manifest and actually help people and heal people and move people and prophesy in people's lives and, and really touch their souls. You know, in, in the word, it says God's word is, is sharper than a two-edged sh- sword. I'm going to ask the viewers, I'm going to take a moment to ask you guys right now, have you ever heard, and it could be from, you know, a a spiritual book, so whether it be the Bible or any other book that's out there, or it could be a quote, it could be a motivational quote, or it could just be a saying, a regular saying, have you ever been in a situation where somebody said something to you and it just pierced you, it just hit you like boom, have you guys ever been there? Right. So that that feeling right there in some in some cases, it's actually inspirational. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can do it. In some cases, it's conviction like, oh, I really need to check that about myself. In some situation, right, it's all different. But that experience right there has shifted you. And if I can explain what an experience is like with God, you will never be the same after you experience any manifestation of God. You're bound to elevate, whether it's an idea or a thought or a feeling, or or some people have deepened themselves in the spiritual world where they can actually see in the spiritual world. They've been around angels. They've been around other stuff. It is real. So my heart to every viewer watching right now is know that life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Can you agree? And I'm looking for comments. So you guys, I want to be able to get your perspective. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to know if we're if we're on the same page or not. Life is spiritual. So if life is spiritual, then do you agree that we are spirit beings in a physical body? Some of us call it an outer shell. So if we're walking around with a shell and that we have a spirit inside of us, if we're spirit beings, don't we don't you think that we should know things of our own being? We're spirit beings, so what let's learn about the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. So let's just tap into that. I see some head nods here. Um Yes, I see some comments. Yes, I know that feeling. Awesome. So what's your perspective? I want to get both of your perspectives, and then we're going to move to a picture that I really want to unpack with everyone. What's your perspective on that, and what can you share on on the fact that life is spiritual? How have you seen a manifestation of the spiritual life on Earth? Dr. Lockhart. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me go first this time. (laughs) 
Um, yes, definitely we are. We are spirits. We definitely are. We 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 are a spirit, you know, that has a soul that lives in a body. So the real us definitely is a spirit. And um God would have us to be in tune with the the spirit, you know, what's going on around us. But unfortunately, um, a lot of us have just become so entangled. You know, the Bible talks about us being, you know, in this world, but not of this world. You know, we're in this world because our flesh has us here, you know, but we're not of this world because we truly are spiritual beings. You know, God made us a spirit. The spirit of God lives inside of us. And that really is who we are. And this whole journey, if we're not careful, a lot of times it keeps us distracted from who we really are. And we get so busy with the humdrum and everyday life and focusing on what we can see with these eyes that, yes, these eyes here, <laughs> right. that, that we forget to, I will say, allow Holy Spirit to help us to really go inside of us to even see our spiritual self as well as the spiritual realm that's around us. And it's mm -hmm. something you have to be intentional about to, um, you know, mm -hmm. unless you're one of the fortunate or unfortunate ones to have a random spiritual encounter of seeing an angel or dealing with demons, I'll leave it at that, um, is something that you have to be intentional as you pursue God, as you pursue your identity in God, as you, as you fast, as you pray, as you, you know, separate yourself as much as you can from a lot of what we see then um, that will give you the ability to really tap into the spiritual realm and who you are. Amen to that. Amen to that. I love that. I love it. I love it. And it's so powerful. So I love that we got to be intentional with it because, because it's, it's, it's everything. So let's go to this picture. Thank you so much. Let's go to this picture. Now I came across this picture and I thought there's a few interesting things about it. So if you're seeing it up on screen right now, um, of course, you know, every, there was a lot of pro protesters and a lot of people are asking, what's the state of the nation? What's the state of the church believers? What are they saying about it? You know, of course we all want peaceful protesting, but take a look at this picture. Your fight is my fight. God loves every color. So I really want, let's jump to Lester. Lester, what's one of the things that first stands out about that picture when it comes to the movement right now and to God? When you look at two people, you saw two signs. Your fight is my fight and God loves every color. Most of the people who, who struggle with everything don't understand the emotion behind it. See, God is emotion. If you laugh, if you cry, if you're singing, you're dancing, everything is emotion. And people are feeling the emotion inside of there because we see it as there may be another race there because your eyes are fooling you. But how did they feel on the inside? doesn't show up on the outside because you figured that for that moment, they're just being there holding a card stating that there was something. But those people may have sat there and cried. They may have prayed all day long. Their emotions got caught up and they started getting a feeling of what's actually out there. And that feeling is God with inside of them. Don't get caught up by the color. I'm not saying that people will not ha handle sign out there just to show you I'm there with solidarity. Hey, we're, we're down with your cause. But how do they actually feel inside? See, God speaks to people in so many different ways that we forget 
because we are of one color that the other color doesn't believe who God is. Mm-hmm. And let's not get struck by it. But so that picture is looking at those people standing there and the feeling I cannot see. But the outside of their bodies, they're smiling. They're they're there and they're, they're loving. Hey, I'm in the same battle with you. I don't like to see the things that I have seen. So please help us. Please help us understand. That's right. what I'm thinking of that picture. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. Dr. Lockhart, what's your perspective on that? What stands out to you? Yeah, what what stands out to me, um, something that I think a lot of times we may not even think about when we see stuff like that is the risk. And what I mean by the risk is I'm looking at a group of Caucasians holding a sign, basically, you know, Black Lives Matter in a way. <laughs> you know, your fight is my fight. They're aligning themselves, you know, with us. They're bringing God into it. And I'm thinking about the risk that they're taking, because what about their other friends of their ethnicity who might not feel the same way? What about their employers who don't feel the same way? What about the the owner of the small town grocery store, which is the only one in town where they go get their groceries from, who don't feel the same way? Like These are things that we don't really think about. When we see stuff like that, and sometimes we want to scrutinize because we want to say, well, they don't understand. They can never understand. I agree. They don't understand and they can never understand. You can never understand something truly until you become the person who is experiencing it. Of course, you you just can't. However, I see the risk. I see that they are willing to take the risk of backlash or standing for what they believe in. And you know what? I love that because we, you know, we see a lot of posters out there that silence is acceptance or silence is you're part of the problem. And outside of even the movement of Black Lives Matter, let's look at it from a life perspective. When we're with, have you ever heard of the saying, if you stand for nothing, you stand for everything? And the same will apply to your spirituality. You know, life is spiritual. And if we can get in a deeper relationship and hence the words relationship with our creator, because some people, and for those of you, and I'm going to just share my perspective before we move to the second photo, uh, my perspective of, of, of life, there's a lot of people that say, well, I believe in universe or that there's a greater being. And I love that. I totally love that. And I agree that there is. Now, let's take it one step further. Who created the universe? Mm -hmm. So would you worship or or reverence the created thing or the creator? So for for me, when we talk about God, and and I love the conversation that Lester is saying that Dr. Lockhart is saying, and I, and I love having this type of conversation and we're going to have to unpack this even more because there is, there is more. We just start really high. You guys with me? <laughs> All right. So as we continue to unpack it, we started high for a reason. We want to at least get everybody on the same page that life is spiritual and that there is a God out there. Regardless of all the, the, the things that are going on this earth, there is a movement beyond. And like Dr. Lockhart said, it's not what we can see with our physical eyes. Mm-hmm. There's something greater. Did you know, 
as I'm pulling up the second the second photo, do you know that there was a day it was um, a blackout and everybody, you know, put black on their screens and whatnot as a stance to say something like the risk. While that was going on, there was pre-voting happening that same day. So there, there is always a distract. We got to pay attention to the distractions and pay attention to things that are greater, not just what we see with our own eyes. If you take away anything from what either of us have said today is just know that there's something greater that we don't necessarily see with our physical eyes. Just know that it's there and it's real. Mm -hmm. So let's move to this next photo. A lot of people are asking what's the position of the church. Um, whether it's Catholic or whether it's Anglican or Pentecostal or Baptist, what's the position of the church on both the coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter movement right now? So this photo spoke to me and spoke, and, and as we were talking pre-show, there was a couple of interesting things that came up. So Lester, why don't you start off and share what does this picture, we see, um, we see a priest, you know, we see signs, we see masks. What does this picture indicate and say to you? I like when Colin Kaepernick stood on the football field and he knelt down talking about there's injustice all over the world. Right in that picture, if you notice, every one of those men of the cloth were kneeling. One, you kneel in prayer. Two, you kneel in, in that solidarity. What was that feeling that they were having? They were telling everybody right there, one, we need prayer. We always have to make sure that we actually pay attention to, we need prayer. Two, he sat there and told the, they sat there and they told the whole world that, remember uh, Colin Kaepernick? Remember he sat out here, it wasn't about the flag, it was about the lives that were taken and so many lives throughout our history has been taken and nobody was really paying attention to it. We ask for that prayer, and then yet you wonder where your leaders are. They're in prayer along with you. So that's what that picture spoke to me. They're together with you because they were showing you. They weren't just saying it behind a closed door. They didn't just get just get in a closet and pray. They prayed where everybody can see them and everybody can feel them because that prayer is always about, again, that spirit that you actually have. And that spirit has to come up to make you want to sit there and ask God and, you know, speak with God. So that's what that was telling me. I love it. I love it. That's a great stance about leaders that they're there with us. Dr. Lockhart. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I was looking at it, um, I was just thinking uh, two things. Two words came to mind. One was humility. And um, the other was unity. So humility in the sense of to even kneel down, you are you are putting yourself in a lower place, a lower state, a lower position. So even to go down on one knee, you know, you are humbling yourself, you know, and of course, before our God, we humble ourselves, like Lester said, you know, we're in that, that place of, of um, surrendering to God. So here we see the priests uh, and the preachers, you know, they're, they're on their knees in submission to God, you know. Um, so I saw that. And then I also saw just a unity just because of all the different events right now that are going on. We've got the COVID. We've got the cabinet. We've got, 
you know, the Black Lives Matter. We've got the arguments over the flag. We've got the arguments over everything you can think of going on right now. And I feel like that picture literally just pulls all of the major things that are going on into one place. And then I look at it and I see the men of God kneel down in submission to the almighty God saying, okay, no one but you are going to be able to fix all of this catastrophic events that we are dealing with right now. We have to humble ourselves to you and submit to you in order to get past where we are as a nation, as a people. Hmm. I love it. You know what? In, in like really quickly, what's the first thing that comes up to, to in your spirit to the question of what do you think God is up to? What do you think is the purpose behind all of this? Pay attention to me. Say that again. Pay attention to me. Talk to me. Communicate with me. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Lockhart? Uh, perfection. And mm -hmm. perfection meaning I want to reveal everything to you that is not of me so I can weed it out of you so you can walk and be the best you that I've called you to be, which is a pure representation of me. I love it. What an empowering perspective. I love it. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope that you have been encouraged today to really take a deeper look at your relationship with God. Take a look at a relationship with God and, and, and see what is there because there's things that is, that is not seen to our average eye, to our physical eye. And I love, love, love these final words from our, our, my co-host and our guest today. Pay attention because God is perfecting us. I'm going to put them together. How about that? Pay that attention because <laughs> God is perfecting us. Yes. So there's always a greater picture. There's always a bigger picture of what's happening if we just take heed. So I encourage you, if, you, if this has sparked any curiosity in your mind, then reach out to us. You know, we have uh, we have actually my, a mind transformation session where we talk about the mind spirit connection. As you guys know, I'm a mindologist. I've deep dove into that field and partnering with this, this amazing team that we're forming. And we're going to share a little bit more about the team in future episodes. And right now we're coming together to be able to transform our mind from inside out from mind body spirit to completely grow to completely personally develop and it all comes together so every monday so this monday definitely if this resonates with you and you want to find out well how does our mind tap into spirit like how do they even cross and correlate and and what's the formula because know that there is a formula you know, there are prayers. A lot of people say, well, I pray. I'll just pray about it. And it's almost like it became it's become a cliche. Let me just pray about it as a way to brush things off. So what we do, these mind transformation sessions, you can definitely sign up and register. It's complimentary. Come on and we'll just unpack these things at a deeper level to share even more insights. We're building a phenomenal team to be able to equip you with that. So that's very important. 
Also, we want to make sure that you know that your voice matters and you're invited to this platform. So this platform is really, as you can tell, we just share perspectives from each and every one of us to be able to impress upon something to, for you. And I say share a perspective and leave a perspective. So if you are, 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 if it's in you to join us live on screen, then please do so. You, there's a link that we'll post below. You can sign up, register on the Calendly link and get involved and share your voice. Otherwise, watch and be an active participant. Message, send, send, post comments, you know, share. You just never know who's going to be blessed by this message. So I am so happy and honored to be able to have Dr. Lockhart with us today. Lester and I, we are going at this season three as we bring on many, many great, beautiful minded, brilliant people who just like yourself, Dr. Lockhart, who have a very powerful perspective to, to share. And I look forward to having you on the show numerous times and joining us maybe even with some other guests to continue to unpack these topics because they matter. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. It was wonderful having you. And, and Lester, likewise, my friend. Do you guys have any final, final, final comments to say before we end the show? Dr. Lockhart? Lester always does that in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> Love her. No, um, I just want to piggyback on what you said, the takeaway, pay attention because God wants to perfect you like that. That really is the takeaway is pay attention and, and hear what he's saying to you, because every last one of us have some areas that we can grow. And so he wants to perfect you. All of this is for our perfecting. So pay attention so that you can be perfected or his glory. I love it. Lester. Yes, always, you know, look beyond yourself, look beyond the situation. All of these distractions are around you, but stop looking at that. Stay in God's presence. You you will find out you get more answers when you're with him than when you're away from him. Don't be distracted by what you see on the outside, all these news shows. Turn them off. Start listening to the word. And every time that you hear the word and you don't have to actually pick up basic instructions before leaving earth, which they'll call the Bible. Listen to what your inner voice is telling you because it's telling you the truth. Amen to that. And you know, we stand for purpose, my mastery and truth. <laughs> well, guys, I had a great time with you guys. I so love unpacking these type of topics. If you are watching the replay, if you're here live and this is touching, you want more of these type of conversation, please do message in the comments and we will continue to bring you all that you desire as best as we can. So always remember, you got one life, make it count and navigate on purpose. Thank you guys for joining the show. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time and same place. Have a beautiful, blessed day.